You're listening to InfoQuench with Jeff and Amy, a podcast on how to be more efficient and effective in in everyday everyday life. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode number 11 with Jeff and Amy. And we are here to bring you random tips. Yes, random everyday tips. Just the tip. Just right? the tips. <laughs> tips, or rather, yeah, that's right. Just the, the tips. tips. <laughs> so that's your first joke of the podcast. Uh, ah, 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 what a great joke that was. So, moving on. Uh, Let's these, move on. These are tips that really don't warrant their own episode, but I wanted to sort of get them in there because they're things that we do that I find are just helpful in everyday life. I just wanted to share them. The, these are things just, that we've been doing for a significant amount of time, correct? Yes. Yes. And, and and have I assimilated into these things? You have. And and I do them without even thinking? A lot of them, yes. Then everybody should know them. <laughs> everybody should know them. I think there are things that we've just, we picked up on that work for us. And some of the things, you can always search tips in Google tips. We prefer you just listen to us and Yeah, our just podcast. listen to us. Ignore <laughs> Google. You can find our podcast on Google, though. But and Spotify. And local one hundred seven point three FM and, and iTunes. iTunes. Ooh, Ooh, nice. And so, yeah, they're tips that we, we we come up with our own stuff. I guess stuff that just works for us. So the most recent one, it's actually a fairly new one that we. Why not share with. them? That's right. Why and interrupt not? your Why wife. Why not share one just right at this very moment? That's right. So the very first one is Ziploc bags. Yes, Ziploc bags are essential in this household. Right. So. Well, well, they, well, they are. We use them so often for so many different things. We do, but we don't want to use too much plastic. No. They do serve their purpose for certain things. We reuse them, though. So the, this particular tip relates to cell phones. and Oh, yes, when we were away in well, Jamaica. Well, I think it's uh, yeah, recently we implemented when we were away. And what it is is just if you're going out somewhere where your cell phone might get wet or muddy or sandy. Yes. Pop it into a Ziploc bag before you pop it into your beach bag or backpack. And it's just a little extra layer of protection. If my cell phone had a home in a Ziploc bag when I went into the into the uh, hot tub when we were in PEI, I'd still have my phone. <laughs> so Jeff went, he, he, I looked over, we were in PEI last year, and I looked over and he was in the hot tub and he... He held his phone up in the air and I said, oh, I'm like, oh, did that just fall into the hot tub? And he's like, no, no, it was in my pocket while I swam laps in the pool. <laughs> yeah. And, and then proceeded to sit in the hot tub for about 15 or 20 yeah, minutes. I completely forgot that yeah, it was so. in my pocket. And I tried to save it with rice, which is yeah, what I saw. We bought all the rice in PEI, but there was no saving that phone. It didn't work. I no. remember you going on a mission to get the rice and uh, it didn't work. Anyways... Ziploc bag would have would have saved that. I, in that particular circumstance, I'm not sure a Ziploc bag would have actually saved it. But it's, it would if it was if it was all zipped up. It would. No no water would get in there. Have a little bit there. more faith in the you sealing power of Ziploc bags than I do. If but it's sealed properly, no no water's getting in there. Okay, but I guess long story short is just even having it. You know, if you're going to the beach or something like that, just having it. Uh, on your phone yeah. you can actually still use your touch screen through the zip, through the zip we, we discovered that in yeah. jamaica so you know if you're just using your phone to check the time obviously if you're going to take a picture you're probably going to want to take it out of the bag otherwise you're probably not going to get a good quality photo but if you're just keeping your phone with you uh yeah ziploc bag it that's my recommendation my next tip is uh has to do more with at, at the house in the kitchen 
dishwasher soap. This is a trick that my mother taught me. Yes. And it works. Mother like a knows charm. best. Yes, they do. They have a lot of great tips. So we use the Cascade uh, pods. We are not getting sponsored by Cascade, by the way. No. But if you want to get, you want to sponsor us, get a hold of us. Infoquench.com. <laughs> We, do, we use the Cascade pods for our actual dishwasher, but we buy powdered dishwasher soap. So the old school stuff in the box that you can just shake out and powder Really form. cheap, really cheap. Yeah, cheaper the better. And the reason we do is we keep that under our sink. And if you have a pot or a roaster that has just baked on, like never going to come off, even with like steel wool kind of level baked on grime, yeah, it the dishwasher soap will work. And what we all you need to do is just fill up the pot or the pan with hot water and shake a little bit of the powdered dishwasher soap in and leave it for a few hours and it'll completely dissolve the whatever it'll unstick whatever's stuck yeah yeah now if you have something that's maybe a t-fowl pan or something that might have some kind of special coating you might want to you know avoid that i don't know what it might do to that coating but for basic metal pans it it really works well so you can do that and then we've used that quite often yeah and it really works basically anywhere when once you fill it with water uh the soap dissolves so anywhere where that water is touching is basically it dissolves the grime at that level and super easy to clean out so it's a good reason to keep and, and also if you run out of pods you have the emergency stash of old school dishwasher powder that you could actually use to run a load in your d- actual dishwasher that's right so it works really well and we have we it, yeah we can prove that because we've we've done it quite a few times i don't know how we would uh, prove that on the social media but uh, trust us it works yeah well yeah we'll just you can't prove everything it. on social media no, we can prove very little. We can prove. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Try it, and when it works, you will believe every other tip we give. That's right, and we have a lot of tips, people. Next up is, I'm just going to do a whole little segment here on bananas. Oh, bananas. We're going bananas. Are we going to do peanut butter, too? Oh, yes. Okay, good. Peanut butter, too. Ah, uh, yes, peanut butter. So, years ago... I bought a banana tree, which I thought was the greatest little invention. It's just this wooden stand that sits on your countertop like a brass hook that uh, brass hook that you hang your bananas from i don't know if it's just decorative or what but i figured it's just a great way to store your bananas but i recently did some research to find out what the best way is to store bananas and particularly in the summer months where we're at in our climate we get fruit flies so there's like a bit of a fruit fly season there's a season for them there is for every time there is a season Mm -hmm. um, it is now. It, yes. that, those are the lyrics to the song. Okay. I know you and lyrics, so that's what it is. All right, we'll go with that. <laughs> so I actually Googled it, and Chiquita, who are they, you know, if you want to know anything about bananas, you ask Chiquita. Yeah, that's where no you, question. That's where you start. They actually suggest storing your bananas in the fridge. Uh, that always that was really interesting to me. That surprised me. It, why is that? That's like blue mind. That's mind-blowing to me. Yeah. And you tried it, right? We tried I did. it. So I went through an experiment to test the process to see if this was actually a better way to store bananas. And we, uh, what I did is I put a banana on the counter and from the same batch, and I put a, another one in the fridge. And within, by the next day, the one in the fridge, the skin was completely brown. But I kept going, and I just basically waited until the one on the counter was also brown. And it was around day nine that that happened. Right. So on day nine, 
I basically took both bananas out and then I cut them open to check what the inside looked like because the skin's one thing, but what's the actual inside of the banana like? Right. And we actually had some of our friends taste them to check them too. Yes, we had taste testing. And miraculously, taste even test. though the one in the fridge looked less appealing because of the brown skin, it was actually fresher. So the banana itself stayed firmer. The banana? Firmer. Did I say banana? You did. I think you did. Or maybe that's just what I heard. But anyway, bedanda, go potato, ahead. Potato, potato, bedanda, banana. <laughs> the banana itself, the flesh inside stayed, uh, it remained more firm and actually tasted fresher. Interesting. Yeah. Well, Chiquitas, what they say is even though, uh, you know, your, your banana, basically they say is get your banana at a ripe state. And then when you put it in the fridge, the cold will actually slow the ripening process. So it kind of keeps it and it holds it at that state for a yes. longer period of time. I wonder if that has any correlation with how you put like, you know, uh, bananas that have been passed due in the freezer to make banana bread, you know, because banana, banana bread is best made with bananas that are far past their, uh, you know, they're pretty brown. <laughs> That's know. right. Well, and you know, the best way to store them in the freezer is actually to peel them first. I'll see a lot of people who throw their bananas just in the freezer that the peeling's on, but they become very difficult sometimes to, to peel Sometimes, and use. every time. So the best way to do it, and uh, this is the way I do it regularly because I use bananas and smoothies all the time, peel them and then cut them up in uh, halves or thirds, throw them in a Tupperware container so they don't smush up, and then put them into the freezer. And they're far easier. They'll, they don't actually go brown. If you peel them and you freeze them that way, they, don't, the, uh, the inside, they won't go brown, and uh, you can basically just pop them out and put them right into your smoothie. It's nothing for them to be crunched up in the smoothie machine. Yeah. Or what are they called? What is the smoothie machine called? A blender. A blender. That's right. Th- I was thinking food processor, but we don't well, have one of those. Some people have like Vitamixes and all kinds of. There's all kinds of ninjas. Just Do you remember when we had a food processor, processor and we couldn't we couldn't figure out how to put it back together, so we got rid of it. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> anyway, I do remember. That's that. another story, people. <laughs> That's true. So, yes, peel your bananas before you throw them in the freezer. And the best way to store bananas is actually in the fridge. I say that, but it's still a hard thing to kind of look at the brown banana. It's nice. We to still don't them. do it. I got bananas tonight, and they're not in the fridge, are they? Not yet. But as they get more ripe, I'll probably throw them in there. Well, particularly during fruit fly season. It's okay. a good time to know that because once when you have fruit flies around your house, bananas are the worst Fruit thing. flies are in Jamaica in the winter. Yeah, they fly down south. They do. Ooh. I don't think they live long enough to fly down south. But actually, what is the life expectancy or the life uh, duration of a fruit fly? Uh, Two or three days, isn't it? I don't know. I guess that's a question for uh, a future podcast. Yes, or Siri or Alexa, or somebody. Somebody who knows somebody more than, than us. Me. Somebody who's not focused on trying to get through these tips in my allotted time. Yeah. Well, well how are we doing? We're eleven minutes in. The next one's. A Thank quick you for one. listening to the podcast for eleven minutes so far. My my next tip is. Beep. Have a key spot. A key spot. Mine's right here, but my keys aren't there right now. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff's tapping the desk in a vacant spot. Yeah, in a vacant spot. Where are my keys? I don't even know where they're at. My spot is on the corner of our blanket box. So if you want to ever rob us, you know exactly where to come in and grab the keys for the house. (laughs) Our stuff's gone now. Delete, delete. Conmari would be, or Marie Kondo would be very, uh, very proud of us. Yes. That's yeah. one way to get rid of your stuff, eh? Tell you, tell where your keys are. 
when we're where on, you live, where we're going to be on vacation, where, when we're going to be on vacation, and then all of a sudden you're a minimalist. Yes. There yeah. you go. But no, it, just having a spot that you can put your keys in when you walk into your house is, and just do it consistently. I don't know how many times or how much time is spent looking for keys when you're in a rush to get out of your house. Whatever's just comfortable have, too. Have a spot, put it there, make it work. Um, this next one's kind of a unique one to us, but I just want to talk about the great benefits of doorless cupboards. Yes, that's right. We, that was one of the things that I was a little bit on the fence about when we bought our home, but we had no choice because there are no no doors on our cupboards. Yes. So, but <laughs> it worked because you know what? After we minimized our number of dishes, it worked. Well, it forces it forces us to keep the dishes tidy. Well, and it's actually quite easy. Dishes in and of themselves, when they're stacked properly, yeah. are kept tidy. Well, when you're a family of three, you don't need many dishes. You need enough for like maybe two more place settings if you have like, you know, some some guests and that's it. Right. The guests who may never come. Yes. And that's why we only have one or well, we have 12 different, uh, you know, bed settings and stuff. You know, <laughs> whatever they're called. Bed, whatever. Anyway, go ahead. What's the next one? Oh, so... I love when you go on a tangent and then you just come back and say, what's the next one? What's, what's the next, the next one? one? Let's go. I won't chop, spend chop. too much time on the cupboardless or doorless cupboards. I don't expect people to be rub- basically tearing their, uh, the, tearing the cupboard doors off of their cupboards. But no. I'm just saying that if you are renovating or if you're purchasing a home and you see, don't panic if you see your shelves without cupboard doors on them. It's not the end of the world. They actually don't get dusty. If you're minimalist and you don't have a ton of dishes, you're using them fast enough. They don't get dusty. And I can't also, life when you without... Have, Guests over, they can see where things yeah. are. They're not opening up three or four cupboards trying to find a glass. They can just look where things are at and they can go and grab it. So I can't imagine life with cupboards, to be honest. The uh, <laughs> I love how you just ignore me now. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do. It's what I do. <laughs> foil trays. I just want to speak about the what? wonderful benefits of foil trays. Oh, foil trays. I said oil well, trays. Fo- no, no. Duh, tin, I'm sure oil trays are also wonderful. Yeah, I don't even I'm know what speaking, that would be, honey. I'm speaking specifically about foil or What's tin an oil foil. tray? I know what an oil pan is. Okay. <laughs> Close um, enough. Tin foil trays, we use them. So we use them in the bottom of our oven, which is great. So if you have a spill, they're just an easy way to, instead of Keep having your to clean, clean your whole oven, you can just replace the foil tray. No question. We also use them under the pet dishes. So um, we yes. use under, under our cat Charlie's dishes, we put the foil tray under. It just keeps things clean and dry. If you have hardwood floors and the pet has a water dish, it can slop over and can actually damage your floor so that's right foil trays are just they're nice uh i mean they're disposable but you do actually keep them for quite some time so it's not you know creating a a ton of waste we should have did that with the barbecue so that the the deck didn't rot (laughs) we should have put a big foil tray under the barbecue (laughs) hindsight hindsight there is a tip that we didn't follow that you still can (laughs) so foil trays are just a great way you can get the you know you get them in the grocery store and uh it's just a great way to keep any kind of messy areas. Even if you have a, say you have a particular area of a cupboard where you're storing cooking oils and things like that, they can be a base that you can yeah. uh, use to store the oils on top of so you don't end up with a, a mess in your cupboards. We should go on Dragon's Den about barbecue foil trays. There you go. And make millions. We can't now. It's out there. Yeah, Someone's it's true. Someone's already done it. Someone already stole it. Oh, I know. Foiled, damn you, Jay and Don. Foiled again. <laughs> foiled again. <laughs> High five. That's a good one. All right. 
Oh, next we just up, peaked. Next up is, um, you want to tell people what peak With the high five. Peaks, oh, well, it's peak. just when we peak, uh, the volume goes a little too high and we get into the red. And uh, that high five just did it. But there's that's a, okay. There's I, a red zone I can on fix the, it. Uh, many audio settings. I can fix it. Yeah. Yeah. So next time, don't even mention it. All right. So how? where are we now in our... We're going to uh, talk about baby wipes. Oh, baby wipes. There's so many uses for baby wipes. Baby wipes are awesome. And we don't even use them for wiping a baby anymore. <laughs> no, I know. Baby <laughs> wipes are not just for babies. They, are, they have so many. So keep baby wipes in your car. And I'm going to tell you... Um, there are a myriad of reasons of why. Not in the winter, though. No, Take them out of your not car in, in the winter. winter. They freeze. We've That's discovered right. that. Yes. But all the other times way. of the year. The frozen way. The frozen way. So say you all of a sudden realize you need to, I don't know, give someone a lift in your car and you realize that your car is a mess because you're just a filthy animal. We are filthy animals. And I'm sure you are too, loyal listener. <laughs> No, but sometimes you're sitting in your car and say you have to give somebody a lift and you look up and you're like, oh, my dash is a, you know, a little dusty or there was a bit of a coffee spill or something like that. A baby wipe is a great way to do a quick clean of your car. You can even do it at a stoplight. It's so funny because my my philosophy with that is like if you're getting in my car, it is the way it is and you're just going to have to deal with it. That's why I love you. I know. I know. Same with the sheets. For everybody um, let's not talk about the sheets again. about cleanliness but... of their vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> you can use a baby wipe you, to clean two it up. Two out of 250,000 people listening. <laughs> I, so I keep two, I actually keep a, just a Swiffer too. So if you do have a dusty dash, a Swiffer. And that's why I love you. You don't, you don't need the full on handle of the Swiffer. You just need like the Swiffer refill. You can just put it on your hand and wipe it across your dash. And it's the perfect thing to pick up dash off of your. Dash or you mean dust? That's right. That's right. I thought you meant dust. Continue. I did mean dust. Yeah. Dust off the dash. I'm there for you, honey. I'm I'm the safety Nobody wants net. Nobody a dusty dash. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm the dash safety net. Dash that dust net. right off that dash. That's right. Let's say that again. Dust, dash that dust right <laughs> off that dash. There you go. Dash that dust right off of that dash. <laughs> so grab your Swiffer. Grab run it that over your Swiffer dash, and run it across your dash. And you can do it right at the stoplight. Don't text. Do it at a red light. Swiffering is okay. And then the baby wipes are good for the more, you know, thorough cleaning. So, like I said, coffee spills, whatever. Really, the baby wipes are good for anything but wiping a baby. That's true. Well, they also accomplish Well, when that. you don't have a baby, that's what you do. The other thing is if you're picking someone up and you did a quick clean of your car, if you use something that was like an actual an actual cleaner, not a baby wipe. <laughs> like a Mr. Clean. <laughs> it would smell very strongly and it would completely reveal your secret that you just did a quick clean of your car. That's right. A baby, wipe is very, baby wipe is very discreet and it's just... It's quick. It works. You just do it. They you also do it for the pulp gets in your car. If you notice that your shoes are a little scuffed or dusty or whatever, you can use a baby wipe over your shoes. Man, I don't care about that at all. I know you do, and a lot of other people do, but man, I am not washing my shoes for anyone. Well, but if you're going to work and you notice that you might have scuffed your shoe or something like that, a baby wipe will work. They it'll can actually, fire me before I wash my shoes. It'll actually take uh, lint if you have a little bit of... Charlie hair on your black pants or yes. something. I can wipe wipe a baby wipe over, and it'll take some of the, some of the lint off. Don't you use like uh, you know cellophane tape for that? That would be another way to do it. Yeah, I, I've seen you use that before. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. I pretty much use everything but the lint roller, apparently. Yes, we don't own a lint, we do lint have, roller, we do, do we? We do have one. Oh, sometimes I see. Yeah. Sometimes it runs out. Those these are things I don't care about. But other uses I understand for baby why wipes. Yep. Um, if you're in your car and you see that there's some bird crap on your window, 
Bird crap. That happens often. <laughs> and you're not going to be at the gas t- station anytime soon to do a windshield wash. wash. It's an Aperol spritz break. Let's go. <laughs> windshield washer. Windshield washer. washer. No, that was just a really hard combination of words. I'm going to no go No question. That. that happens. So bird poop. Toy this, boat. This happened to me once. I used to live in a on a peninsula where I had to take a ferry to work. And one day when I was sitting on the ferry on my way to work, I got a whiff of dog poop. And I realized I'd stepped in dog poop before Ugh. I got into my car. And then I realized I had a 20-minute ferry ride sitting in my car and that I was getting dog poop all over my floor mats. And it was also on my shoe. And you're like, baby wipes, where are you? Yeah. And you, you use baby wipes? I did, actually. I got out on the other side and I uh, and, and parked in some discreet yep. parking lot and did a little cleanup of my shoe, at least to hold me over. And like I don't know what I did with my mats. I might have had to burn them. Or... In all honesty, though, if you didn't have baby wipes in your car, what else would you have used? A tissue? That wouldn't have done Leaves, it. You need, maybe? You need the moisture. The what? Leaves? Oh, yeah. No. Leaves aren't going to do it. No, not dog poop. Been there, done that. And it didn't <laughs> it work. Was, yeah. Like been I didn't there, have a heavy, done that, and it didn't, didn't work. I didn't have a heavy tread situation, so it wasn't too bad. But it was still, it was still bad. The that tre- was a bad morning. The heavy tread situation. Well, you know, I love it. That's the next. Gonna, when you that's the use next a stick to actually pick the dog poop out from between the treads. That's the name treads. of our next mix jam, man. Our mixtape. <laughs> I already uh, forget what it was. What was it again? Anyway, one last one last reason to keep baby wipes in your car is when you're doing oil checks. Or if you're getting gas, it's just a, it's nice to be able to wipe your hands yeah. off, right? So you don't get the gassy smell off, and uh, yeah. I what about know. cleaning your glasses? I'm gonna I'm gonna try and like. Yeah, you, you might want to check though. Just being, most if you you don't want to melt really, your glasses. Well, if you're using a really good natural baby wipe, it's probably not going to leave a residue. But some of them could have, mm-hmm. leave a residue if they're like a moisturizing yep. type. So depending on what you're using them for, just kind of watch what you're. You probably want something that doesn't have a whole lot of added products into what about it. cleaning an apple because it's already filled with uh I'm actually, chemicals that actually is my next tip is cleaning apples oh not not with baby wipes though no no you wouldn't want to do that what what, what are you going to say would about be apples? really gross actually it would i know it would count it would just be like a it would be I'm a chemical baby's bum with this baby wipe and then i'm going to use the next one to clean the apple i'm going to eat exactly no that's not happening well you wouldn't use it for a purpose before you clean the apple though you would use a fresh baby wipe well, no, of course. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You wouldn't clean the baby's bum and then clean your apple. That would be awful. My next tip is around a uh, just keeping. <laughs> we keep a little bottle of vinegar. <laughs> yeah, just gonna talk over you on that one. Go ahead. Vinegar and water mixture. We keep it in a spray bottle. It's great oh, for yes. uh, if you have something that's stuck on your counter or your stove, you can spray it with the mixture and let it sit for a little bit. It's it's a great way to clean it up. It's also a lot safer than using Super chemicals on safer. eating surfaces. Don't use a baby wipe. That's all Don't I have to say. Don't use a baby wipe in the kitchen on your no. kitchen counter. But the and the other thing, you know, there there are things that are probably more thorough in terms of pesticides, but if your alternative is to rub your apple on your shirt, um, a more thorough alternative might be just to give it a quick spritz with the uh, vinegar yeah. water mixture and then give it a rub and then wash it under the tap. The vinegar t- smell won't really stay with the apple. So Another reason that we never we didn't cover about baby wipes is we have a six-year-old and we're always going to different functions and stuff like that and nine times out of ten he has a dirty face like it's it's you know he's got chocolate chips all over his face or something like that 
baby oh, wipes. Yes. Bada bing, bada boom. Baby wipes on the babies. Bada bing, bada boom. Yes, you can. Even and when the babies are six years old. We never even covered that though, but it's true that that is probably the 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 most that we use baby wipes. That's the purpose for them in our car, right? Well, it's kind of the purpose for why they exist. We never covered it though. The obvious. People need to know the obvious. Oh, all right then. Okay, good. <laughs> What's the next one? Clothespins. Clothespins. Oh my goodness, man! You need to close those chip bags up, and yeah. you—the only way to do it is with clothespins. We actually have a little bit. Ba- we have two baskets on yeah. our shelf. We have one with our clothespins, napkins, and one with clothespins. And That's we, right. We actually never use clothespins for clothes. No, we use we them for closing up chips because I eat so many chips. <laughs> we use them it, for hold, closing up chips. I don't chip or, you. Uh, pasta bags or any kind of open package. We use no sense in going to the dollar store and going and buying special chip clips. No, no sense. All these special little devices for closing up things. Clothespins work perfectly. They're simple and they use them, you can use them on any kind of package. And we do. Like you have your chips and I have my chips and we use the same closed pins for our chips. And I converted you on this because you never used to do this. You used to no. just kind of You know what I still don't do though, them... honey? Open oh. my chips from the bottom. I still don't do that. I noticed. I, I can't do it. And I understand why you do though, but anyways... Wow, what an what an what an incredible uh, amount of uh, incredible, fantastic tips. So, let's go on to the next tip. Okay, store extra bags in your trash can. Now, I've noticed that in offices, uh, cleaning staff know to do this. It saves a lot of time. Yeah. So, if you have, I'm not talking about your main garbage can that might kind of get, you know, you might want to give it a wipe out in between uh, garbages because you might have some more messy garbage. But if you have trash cans in an office or in an upstairs bathroom or something, you know, that's a little further to get to from your main garbage bag stash, put a few extra kitchen catchers or little yeah, garbage bags the in the bottom. Yeah, and, no, it makes sense. Yeah, so when you go to take out one, you got another one right underneath. And we use, uh, like, we should we should talk briefly about the way we do our recycling with the three different receptacle yeah we uh, actually have big baskets that yeah big baskets uh, they're technically laundry hampers but they just look like big baskets i just thought of a tip that i showed you do you remember that do you remember in respect to those no i have shown you a tip honey oh to lay them on the side in order to get the bag out yeah so when they get jammed really full it's hard to lift the bag out straight up straight out of the out of the bin. That's a tip but I learned if, from my mother. Yeah, but if you have, if you, you lay it on down, the side, lay it inside, and you can wiggle the bag out much easier. That's right, and and anyway, Good so job. we have one, so we have one for plastic, one for paper, and one for like uh, all receptacles. Yeah, and well, it, and depending stuff. on what municipality you're in, everybody has different sorting rules. Yeah. So you just set up a system that works with your sorting rules for your local recycling facility. We put ours out, and it's and it's our like you know, it, it's our giving, it's our. It's our gift to the community. Somebody to the comes by. Oh, you, yes. Yeah, so we have any any kind of recyclables kind of that you can actually, that get, you can money actually get money for. Uh, we we really we were actually in a spot where we can put them out on the sidewalk and uh, they'll get picked up because there are a lot of people who can take advantage of that. Yeah. We unfortunately, have a very high poverty rate in our city. So we do. There are people who go around and collect uh, bottles and that sort of thing to supplement uh, yeah. their income. And the very last item I want to talk about is peanut butter. Oh, peanut butter. You got to go to the video. Yes. So that's how I was Check going to video. end, but you just... Uh... Oh, sorry. I ruined the video or the ending the, with the video. 
You, you didn't ruin anything. I was just giving you a hard time. I'm going to talk about natural peanut butter. Natural peanut butter, I think, is something that a lot of people are going towards because they're just trying to go for more natural you know, options, not having a ton of uh, preservatives and that sort yeah. of thing. But it's really hard to mix up. If you've ever tried to mix it up, it's just annoying. It, the oil spills out. So I've tried to find different ways to mix it up. One of the things, one of the interesting <laughs> tips that I came across was if you actually add about a quarter cup of honey to a jar of peanut butter, so you actually have to use a little bit of the peanut butter up first, but yeah. if you add a, a quarter cup of honey to it and mix it in as you're mixing it up, it'll actually help prevent separation. Oh, good. And I tested this. I mean, it does add a little extra sugar and calories, so if you're concerned about that. Don't um, you want to promote separation, though, not prevent it? No, why would you want to promote separation? Well, you want it to separate so that it's not so gummy, right? So it's not so thick. No, you want to you want it to be uh, homogenous and oh, mix okay. the oil into the rest ah, of the peanut okay. butter. All right, I'm learning. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we never want to promote separation. No. Um, so uh, the honey is one trick, but the other trick is where the video comes into play. And you got to go to our social media and check out this video because it's hilarious. It's when you use basically you use one beater of a handheld mixer and. Hold, hold on to the jar as a key piece. So that gives you a, a, a huge clue as to what this video entails. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so check it out. It's worth watching. But You can I, find it on Facebook or Instagram. After the ordeal of that experience and that Info video crunch. and what took place and the uh, cleanup afterwards, well, we actually moved back from, we're not using natural peanut butter anymore. No. We're, I'm tired of stirring it. It was a headache. All right, thanks. Is this uh, is this the end? This is the end. Oh my uh, goodness! On we a more did it. So on the next episode, we're actually um, we're going to talk about something a little bit more serious topic. So uh, we'll we'll get into that in the next episode. But it'll be a bit more serious than our previous ones. And yeah, uh, but hopefully it'll give some valuable information. Definitely tune in. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thanks so much for listening. And be sure to visit us at InfoQuench.com to subscribe and find out about future episodes. You can also check out InfoQuench on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Till next time, friends. friends.